And it is Tech Tuesday, which means we bring in our tech expert, Carmi Levy. Hey, Carmi. Hey, John. You had me at Montreal, as, as the most some people know. That's where I'm from, too. So uh, glad to hear you're going back home. It's so funny. So many people in my life in Toronto are ex-Montrealers, including Maureen Holloway, Wendy Mesley, and all these other people. And But we all ended up here. It's I say that Toronto is to Montreal what uh, Miami is to Havana. Yeah, and they, and they should all write big thank you notes uh, to those cities, definitely. Okay, so um, employees are still falling for phishing lures, and uh, that's not surprising because my company deliberately tricked me into clicking on something, and now I have to go to a training session. Yeah, that's, uh, in fact, many companies do that. Uh, you know, it's sort of a way of making sure that employees who do represent kind of the biggest risk factor for things like ransomware, that their level of training is up there. So Proofpoint is a company, they uh, issued a report uh, of uh, IT managers and employees, and it said that 84% of respondents across 15 countries said that their organization had experienced at least one successful email-based phishing attack last year, 2022. And Canada was right there, 82% in Canada, which is staggering, over four in five uh, someone, someone, uh, you know, at a desk somewhere or working from home clicked on the wrong link and, of course, exposed the organization. What's frightening there is two thirds uh, of organizations have experienced data loss over the last year. Three quarters uh, have actually experienced an, an attempted ransomware attack. Two thirds of them were successful. Uh, the dollar figures are going up. It's 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 epidemic, and the numbers get worse and worse. Proofpoint does this every year. Every year I cover it. Every year, the numbers get significantly worse, and we're clearly not getting the message. Meanwhile, speaking of uh, scams, uh, scammers are apparently using artificial intelligence so that they can sound like family members. And when you consider, Carmi, that you know one of the big scams is called the grandparent scam, where you just say, hey, it's your grandson, and grandma says, Neil, and away you go. And, but in this case, they might actually sound like the person. Yeah, Washington Post ran a story of a family in Saskatchewan get a call saying it's from their grandson, Brandon. He's been arrested. He needs bail money. So they rush it to the ATM. They take up the maximum $3,000. They rush to another bank and they're taking up more. And the bank manager sees this going on and he pulls them into his office and says, hey, I think you're being duped. They stop what they're doing. They did not lose any money, thank goodness. But it raises the issue of, you know, you used to, you know, your phone would ring and you would hear, oh, your grandson is in jail. You've got to send money. Now they're using voice cloning to actually put the individual's voice. It sounds just like them on the call. You're, you actually think you're talking to them. What they did was they went, they got a sample of that individual's voice and they used that, used artificial intelligence technology to create an entire interaction, which sounds stunningly like the individual. You think you're talking to your grandson, you're going to take the money out. And so, you know, as this technology becomes more pervasive, more affordable, criminals are getting their hands on it. It's a lot easier to do that. Microsoft has a system that can actually train a voice uh, a, a synthesized voice using three seconds of your voice. Someone could be listening to us right now doing that to us. The, and so, you know, the way you protect yourself is you stop what you're doing, you get off the phone, and then you call the individual directly. In other words, don't rely on the call that you got. Say, hang on a second, I'm just going to call him directly. And then he'll say, I don't know what you're talking about. You're okay. Even though it sounds just like them, you've got to cut it right in the middle and then take matters into your own hands. But as we know, hearing someone's voice is a very emotional pull. A lot of people don't even get that opportunity.
So um, um, an airline that I know is moving toward electric planes for short hops, and you have a story today about a commuter plane and hydrogen fuel cells. How's that working? So it's from a company called Universal Hydrogen. They took a Dash 8, which many Canadians fly. I fly them out of Pearson all the time. 40-seat Dash 8. They took one of the engines and replaced it with a hydrogen-powered engine. So the conventional engine was still on the other side. They took off using the conventional engine and switched over to the hydrogen-based one. Flew it for 15 minutes up to about 3,500 feet. Still some issues because obviously it, it's not, you know, hydrogen does not have the energy density of conventional jet fuel. Uh, you can't just pull up somewhere and fill up with hydrogen. The infrastructure isn't there. So obviously some challenges here, but this is the biggest plane. Up until now, most of the test flights have been on really small planes or really limited flights. This thing went, this thing is bigger, heavier, it went higher and faster than anything that's flown before. And they're going to keep pushing the envelope right now. Airbus is working on a design. Rolls-Royce has a has a jet engine that's converting and is testing now. Everybody's getting into it despite the challenges, because as we know, the aviation industry, major contributor to climate change, uh, even worse because the airplanes are way up in the atmosphere, causes more damage there by shifting to cleaner, uh, cleaner fuels like hydrogen can make a huge difference in terms of rating and uh, climate change and now we're starting to see it scale out larger planes that can fly further thanks a lot carmy always a pleasure thanks thanks so much john carmy levy our tech expert and dash eights if you're sort of trying to jog your memory are one of the principal parts of the fleet at porter and as a matter of fact air canada has a goodly number of them as well